Hey, everybody. Really, really good to be back. I uh, missed you guys, but we're back and we're back and bad as ever. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the economy. I noticed this week that the Fed decided to stay pat on rates, uh, interest rates, which means, in my opinion, I've been doing this a really long time, is that they're not sure which way the economy is going to go. Is it going to get better or is it going to continue to get worse? And so they weren't willing to take a chance on moving anything and risking a, a, you know, a bigger move in the wrong direction. So it really tells you that there, there are reasons to be concerned about the economy. There are reasons to be concerned about your nest egg. And again, as always, the one place that you can be rest assured is when you park some of your assets in gold because gold is not influenced by whether Joe Biden decides to make inflation go to the roof or not. Gold is always going to be a great store of value. But also, have you heard about the expanding influence of BRICS? These are the countries that are developing and their potential to take over the United States and the dollar. Think about that for a second. Not necessarily the United States, but take over the U.S. dollar and as, as being a, a more important currency. Led by Russia and China, BRICS is plotting a new global order that could directly impact you. With 10 member countries, many from the Middle East, by the way, BRICS already comprises 50% of the world's population and a staggering 30% of the global economy. And 40 more are eager to join that group. The threat isn't merely strategic, it's personal. China is allegedly bio-warfare attacking in 2020, targeted our health. Now BRICS is coming for our wealth. Imagine a world where most of all global transactions are in BRICS currency. The consequences could be dire for Americans. Here's what happens, folks. If the U.S. dollar is no longer the reserve currency for the world, let's say if the BRICS currency comes through as an alternative to the dollar, there's no reason to buy dollars around the world. So the dollar will crash. Dollar will go down. That means inflation will spike. Everything's going to go up. Your dollar will be far, far less valuable. So what do you got to do? You have to really think about these things. A weakened dollar, soaring costs, imports, stock market crashes, a fragile economy. Everyday items we import could become unaffordable, severely impacting your purchasing power. Even J.P. Morgan said, and I'm paraphrasing, the impact of BRICS would most likely be felt here in the U.S., where moving away from the dollar would cause our financial assets like our IRAs and our 401ks to lose value. With retirement accounts already losing 25% over the past two to three years due to economic mismanagement by the Biden administration, we can't wait around for BRICS to further erode our savings and retirement. We need to diversify our portfolios with gold. Gold has historically moved in the opposite direction of stocks and bonds, providing relief when the stock market dropped. If J.P. Morgan and many other the banks are right, now's the time to position yourself for stability, security, and wealth protection. So take it from me, whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, you know, maybe you're younger, older, maybe just getting involved. I believe that gold should be a cornerstone of everyone's portfolio. Seize the opportunity to ensure your financial future with gold and do it with the best in the industry. Allegiance Gold has the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry. Five stars with Trustlink and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. 
Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or your 401k with physical gold and silver, or you can have it delivered securely to your doorstep. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying investment when you visit protectwitheric.com today. Or you can call 844-714-ERIC. That's 844-714-ERIC. Call Allegiance Gold to secure your IRA or 401k today and tell them Eric sent you. Go to protectwitheric.com. That's protectwitheric.com or call 844-714-ERIC. We all fall into one of two camps. There are those that believe Bidenomics is the way forward and the rest of us who think that's a load of horse You want to hear what really great economic ideas sound like? Want to see America back on the road to energy independence? Are you ready to say hell no to illegal immigrants and foreign nationals having any say in our prosperity? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. This is the Eric Bowling Podcast. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Eric Bowling Podcast. Uh, I just wanted to welcome everyone again. Uh, Linda won't be on the, the podcast this week, and maybe next week she's got some really fun stuff she's doing. Uh, it's not my place to talk about it, but it sounds like she's going to have a blast and almost as much fun as she has when she's on, on the show. So it's just going to be me. and just uh, talk a little bit about what's going on. And as you know, I have quite a bit to say about our commander-in-chief, or should I say commander in sleep, yet another gaffe last night. It's literally, folks, it's literally every day, every single day, the guy cannot have a conversation with a microphone or a reporter and not make a mistake if he's not forgetting that El Assisi is the president of Egypt and calling him the president of Mexico or mixing up German leaders with someone who's been dead for 30 years or or calling out a room uh, looking for a congresswoman who passed away a couple of days prior. It's insane. But yesterday he met with um, Alexei Navalny's widow, and her name is Yulia Navalny. And he was talking to reporters, again, off prompter, which is his death knell. And he called her Yolanda. But the one thing I made that was made clear to me is that uh, Yolanda is going to, she's going to continue to the fight he had on the way. Now, it sounds small, Yolanda, Yulia, but this is the president of the free world. And he had just left, just left that meeting. He's, he's lost. He's, he's lost in space. It's just, it's scary what they're doing. And as we talk about here all the time, I think the Democrats are kind of stuck. They painted themselves into a corner. They got a situation where they got Joe Biden and he's got a lot of power. Face it. He's got a lot of power. He won. He got them what they wanted in 2020. And so unless he steps aside, it's going to be difficult for them to get rid of him. I know they all want to. You know, you have to know they all want to. He's pulling at 37 percent, a historic low for a president three years into his term. Um, backup Kamala Harris is pulling at. 29%, even worse, and also the worst for a vice president in history at any time. So they're really in a situation where they have a couple of unlikable, let's call them candidates and incumbent. Um, they really would like to switch it out. I know they want Michelle Obama. I know it. You can feel it. They all think that Michelle Obama is the one who could do it. Maybe she could, but maybe she can't. But in the meantime, Joe's not going to step aside. And Jill Biden, for whatever reason, is a okay helping her husband off a stage 
or showing him which way to go or putting a jacket on him when he can't figure out how to put a jacket on himself or just watching him fumble, just watching him deteriorate right in front of our eyes. Now, you can't have pity for this guy because he's not a pity-worthy person. He's he's an angry guy. He's always been angry. He's always been a cocky senator. He spent 50 years in the Senate at your tax dollar. And so I find it interesting. Um, now, this is we're talking on Friday, but on Thursday, James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, had James Biden, Joe Biden's brother, James Biden, uh, behind closed doors on a deposition. And literally hundreds of thousands of dollars came from this AmeriCorps health systems, which ended up going bankrupt and really ruining a lot of people's lives. But hundreds of thousands were paid from AmeriCorps to Jim Biden. And then here's the catch. Okay, so Jim Biden's selling influence probably illegal, but maybe they can't really make it. You put a finger on the actual law to throw Jim Biden behind bars. Maybe they can. If you evaded taxes on any of it, maybe they can. But the the kicker here is there are several checks, one for $200,000 that went from James Biden to Joe Biden. Now, why would that be? Well, when asked behind closed doors, uh, I spoke to Comer yesterday. He said, well, James Biden said it was a loan repayment. And here's my, here's the rub. Here's the rub. So Joe Biden's been in the Senate his entire life at your taxpayer dime. $174,000 now is $154,000 a few years ago and 125000 maybe 80000 when Joe started, 70000 who knows. But the point is, how is Joe Biden amassing enough money to make several hundred thousand dollar loans to his brother, Jim? It doesn't make any sense. Clearly, that wasn't a loan. Jim Biden makes far more money than Joe Biden did, unless Joe's stealing. Who knows? Maybe he is. But the point is, that it just didn't make any sense. So paying Joe back for a loan didn't make sense because there was no loan papers to start with. And that's what you definitely want to look for. The point is, Jim Biden was paying Joe Biden because Jim Biden was making money off Joe Biden's name and position at the time vice president. So there's a whole corruption going on. My point is, there's no reason to pity these people. Joe Biden called MAGA the most racist people in America. Called MAGA. Joe Biden said that. Joe Biden, the guy who says you can't go into a 7-Eleven without seeing a brown person. Joe Biden, who said Barack Obama is an articulate, well-spoken black man. How condescending is that? Joe Biden has said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Joe Biden, who said, unlike the black community, the Hispanic community is diverse. And the guy is an outright racist. In Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. And you don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. You got the first sort of mainstream African American who is articulate and bright and and, and clean and nice looking guy. I mean, that's a story. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, 
and you ain't black. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I'm a 29-year-old oddball. The only reason I was able to raise the money is I was able to have a national constituency to run for office. Because I was 29, I'm like the token black or the token woman. I was the token young person. If we don't, they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets. I think the two-party system, although my Democratic colleagues don't like me saying this, I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the good for the black in the South. Yes, and by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. Although I and my colleagues behind me revere the Senate, uh, Robert C. Byrd elevated the Senate. He was fiercely devoted, as you've all heard, to his principles. Even once he became power, he always spoke truth to power, standing up for the people he proudly was part of. By the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. The guy's also, I would say, a creep. How many? And there's at least 10 examples that, that have been documented. And if you go on the internet, you go on X, you go to, you can go to the RNC, uh, X handle on Twitter, um, and the, they have a, a montage of all the times Joe Biden throughout the years, when he was vice president, when he was Senator Biden, he would put his hands on little girls. And it's, it, it sounds awful, but he would like rub their shoulders, rub their backsides. And the camera would zoom in on these little girls' faces and they're petrified. Like they're being sexually assaulted right there. And Joe does it time and time and time again, even to daughters of people who are in his administration. It's incredible. So the guy's a creep. The guy's a racist. The guy's losing his mind. He won't step aside. The country, we're in danger. The guy doesn't even know the difference between Mexico and Egypt. He doesn't know that um, that, that, that Helmut Kohl has been dead for 30 years. He's still saying he just had a conversation with him. The guy is a, is, a, is a walking disaster, yet he is the commander-in-chief. And when you're a commander-in-chief, like it or not, you have the inside track. You have pole position, if you're a NASCAR fan, you have pole position to the presidency, to getting reelected. And that's where we are right now. So we have a guy who's just an awful person who's deteriorating in front of our eyes, putting us at risk, um, looking pathetic on TV. Don't give him apathy. Don't give him empathy. Don't give him any of that. It's none of that. He's a terrible human being. It's terrible what they're doing. I don't care what they do to him. Just pull him off stage and go tell him to go, you know, eat your chocolate chip ice cream and drink your insure and go you know, watch golf. Who knows? But get out of the presidency. Let someone else do it. Who would they replace it with? I don't know. Gavin Newsom, I guess, is, a, is one option. Ain't going to be Kamala. Ain't going to be Kamala. I'll tell you what you have to worry about is that Joe agrees to it, but doesn't do it, agrees to leaving, but doesn't do it right away. Instead, waits a little bit, get to the convention time in Chicago this summer. I believe it's mid-August. And Joe says at the last minute, um, I'm not stepping aside, but my vice presidential pick is going to be Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom, whoever. And then if he does win re-election because it's a stronger ticket, then Joe steps aside on January 
21st after he's sworn in. And if he's president, steps aside, his vice president automatically becomes president. That's a way they could do it. They can walk who they want into the presidency that way um, if they so choose to do it. So I think it's a very, very legitimate concern. On the other side, you have Trump, who is clearly the, he's going to, you know, again, this is Friday, the 23rd and tomorrow, Saturday, the 24th is South Carolina primary. I'm in, in advance predicting the very well predicted and obvious landslide win by Trump in South Carolina. They're saying 28 points was the last USA Today poll. I bet you it's more like 35 points or more in South Carolina, Nikki Haley's home state. That's the primary. So um, clearly he's on his way to the nomination, but will he win? Will he win a general election? I mean, it's close. I mean, I I did this in 2016 when everyone had Trump losing to Hillary. I didn't have any question he was going to beat Hillary. This time it's, it's going to be close. It depends what happens. But Trump for the vice president is now looking very seriously at Tim Scott, who I think is great. I talked to him on the show this week. He's fantastic. He's patriotic. He's fully, fully behind Donald Trump and the America First movement, even though Nikki Haley in South Carolina was the governor who appointed him to the House seat that eventually he turned into a Senate seat. So even with all that, he's behind Trump. Trump, will he pick him? Will he pick him because he's African-American and conservative? Maybe I'm, I'm of the thinking that Trump doesn't need any of that. He doesn't need South Carolina. He's already got that. Um, does he need the black vote? I think he's getting the black vote already. I, 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 I think the best, the way to really win, and not only just to win in 2024, I think this would be set conservatives up for a long time. It's if Trump and DeSantis could just put their differences aside and do this for the country instead of worrying about their own egos. I've asked them both on TV several times, Trump twice, DeSantis three times. Would you, would you pick the other one for vice president? And they, and, or would you take the VP to, to DeSantis? He said, no, I don't know why he would do that. I don't know why Trump wouldn't just pick them, even though they battled for a while. So what? Because if Trump picks DeSantis as a vice president, that's, that's a winning ticket. You have the Trump base, which is somewhere around 40% of, of the GOP. There's that whole independent and anti-Trump. But when you get DeSantis in there, there are people who are going to say, you know what? DeSantis is vice president. Well, he's a VP for four years, but it'll be like a on-the-job training to be president. And he'll walk into the job in 2028, assuming they have a good, a, a good term, a good four years as president, vice president. If they do, and I think they will, confident in Trump's what he did in 2016, he'll do again. And that was all great for the country. DeSantis would walk into the, the presidency in 2028 for eight years. I Maybe mean, that's, you know, 12 years in a row of putting a halt on the liberal agenda, which is literally changing the country rapidly as we speak. It's transforming like the American werewolf in London when the, when the full moon comes out, guy goes from the nice looking young guy, student to a werewolf. That's how fast the country's changing. We have trans dudes in women's sports hurting, hurting, physically hurting little girls. Um, we, you know, we're in trouble if we use the wrong pronouns. We have the military more worried about Rachel Levine talking about, about Black History Month. It blows your mind how fast the left is pushing the country into a cultural Armageddon, a cultural dungeon. And to stop that, Trump stopped it in 2016. They were on a roll. They had eight years of Obama. It was going to be her turn, Hillary, for eight more years. And he stopped it in its tracks. And thank God he did. He put a pause. But then Biden comes back in and immediately it's 
you know, don't drill pronouns, woke, woke world, everything woke. And if you don't work woke, you're going to get canceled. And they, they, they very quickly got back on track with, they started with eight years under Obama. I still think Obama's involved. I still think Michelle Obama is waiting in the wings because the Obamas really want to continue what they started. And they have been for most part, I believe Barack Obama is the puppet master to Joe Biden. So I think that's happening. But so Hillary almost got it back on track. Trump stopped it, but they got it back on with Joe Biden to a certain extent. And it's happening fast. But 12 years in a row. Think about that. Trump badass gets the country back in shape, gets the world respecting us again. Stop funding all these insane foreign wars that we have nothing to do with. Nothing to do with all you people out here there. I love you. But you say we need Ukraine to to. To, to hurt Russia, you're out of your mind. All we're doing is spending hundreds of billions of our hard-earned tax dollars, handing it over to a corrupt regime. Ukraine was known as the most corrupt country in Europe for a long time. All the, all the money laundering funneled through Ukraine from Eastern Europe through Russia. Everything was going through Ukraine because they're corrupt. And we're just sending them hundreds of billions of dollars. Why? I don't know. Maybe there's a hook. Maybe Biden and Dems are getting something back. I have no idea why we're doing this. But to say that we're going to take Russia down, that Ukraine's going to take Russia down with a few billion dollars here and there, they're out of their minds. This is a bad idea. So Trump will get us back the status we always have. Um, and we need that. And then you put eight years of DeSantis behind them. DeSantis is a woke warrior destroyer. He's wrecking wokeism in Florida. I live in Florida. The place is great. You can get a concealed carry. You don't even need a license for a concealed carry in this state anymore. It is the freest state in the country. He's taking no shit from Disney. He's telling you don't like it, pack up, knowing very well if Disney left, yeah, it would cost Florida jobs, but he knows very well Disney can't leave. It would cost Disney two, three hundred billion dollars to replace what they have in, in Orlando. They could never leave, and he knew it. So he got what he wanted with them, wanted with them, to get the woke agenda out of our classrooms. It's great. This, the, the state of, of Florida, the whole country should be run like the state of Florida, which is why I think eight years of DeSantis after four of Trump. Wow. What a, what an amazing new path America could be on. But we got two guys with big egos, unfortunately, and the guy at the top is the biggest ego in the probably in the whole world. Uh, he likes uh, he likes people talking positively about Trump. So and he doesn't like people talking negatively. So and. There, there is that risk. So I, I just hope they get their act together. Um, in the meantime, you know, markets are, are shaky. Interest rates are insanely high. The stock market isn't making new high because, because the value of the dollar is, is crashing. So when the dollar erodes, the value of the dollar erodes, prices for things like houses, cars, food, including stocks, go up. And the point I'm trying to make is, even though the stock market's going up, you and I, everyday Americans, our costs are skyrocketing. Inflation is off the charts. They say it's coming down. Inflation's not coming down. That would be called deflation. That means prices are coming down. None of that is happening. Prices continue to rise. And when they rise fast, everyone says, oh, hyperinflation. And then they slow down. Well, they slow down the rise. They're still going up, but the speed at which they're going up slowed down. So Biden's taking some sort of insane victory lap on lower inflation. It's not lower inflation. It's a slower rise in inflation. 
if I, if, if, if I bought something two years ago for a hundred bucks and it cost me $110 to buy it last year and it only cost me $113 to buy it this year, it's still going up. It still costs more. And this idea that Biden said everything's coming down. And by the way, screw you, uh, corporate companies who put food in boxes, shrinkflation. It's your fault. Really, Joe? No, it's your fault. You spend six, seven trillion dollars a year. It's your fault. Government spending drives prices up and companies, rather than wanting to charge people more, put less product in the box. It's just a marketing strategy. It's the same thing. It's just a marketing strategy. But for Biden to say it's their fault, he's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. And, and this whole idea that inflation is coming down is bullshit. I hate it because I spent 15 years on Wall Street. I will tell you, and this does tie into our friends at, at, at Allegiance. I sw- if, you, if you follow this podcast, this is not a pitch. This is not a sales pitch right now. This is not a commercial. But since the day I started in television, Started at CNBC. I was a financial analyst at CNBC. Fast Money. I was the the left seat and Fast Money when we launched. It was the first from the very beginning of Fast Money in 2007. From that day, I said, gold, you need to own gold. And, and ever since that day, I've never not owned gold. Fox bought, brought me over from CNBC. My first day on Fox, I held up an ounce of gold, a coin. I said, I see this. I, I will never sell this. I will never sell this ounce of gold. And I never have. I've only bought more gold. What's going on with government spending? And to be honest with you, it's both sides. Trump spent way more than he should have spent. George Bush was a, a spending freak. Barack Obama just spent more money than any president in the history of, of presidents. He doubled his prior, his predecessor, doubled the spending when there was no COVID. Trump spent a lot because of COVID. But the bottom line is both sides spend, government officials spend, and any time they spend like that, it devalues the value, your, your currency devalues. So those prices will continue to go down. And physical assets like, like gold, like oil, like land, homes, they're always going to go up. So you need to own it. And that's not, that's not a, a allegiance gold pitch. That's just a gold pitch. And if you follow me, you've known me. Um, I'm a gold bug for my, my entire career. The other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is there. There was something that happened the other day that really didn't get a lot of attention. AI, artificial intelligence is all the rage. Everyone's, you know, AI is smarter than human beings. And it's going to, the concern is Google. If you don't know the, the reach of Google, you, you probably don't. Yeah. Google's a search engine, right? Go Google something. Okay. The entire planet relies on Google for information and news, news and information. It's wildly, uh, ingrained in, in, in our, in our society. Well, Google has a, a new um, AI generated. It's called Gemini. It's, you know, it's, it's their chat GPT, artificial intelligence. Well, we found out if you use the Google Gemini app and you type in George Washington or one of the founding fathers, a picture comes up, but they're black, black. Now, I wasn't there. I can't say with 100% certainty, but I could probably say 99.9% certainty that George Washington wasn't a black man. But for some reason, he's black. And then if you, you, you type in the, uh, the signing of the, of the Declaration of Independence, a picture comes up and half of them are black there, too. And I'm pretty sure there weren't any African-American founding fathers. I could be wrong. I'm not a historian, but I'm pretty sure James Madison was white. John Adams was white. John Hancock was what it's scary what's going on. And the reason why it's scary is because young people who don't know history rely on Google 
to become informed. And if they're being misinformed at this level and at this widespread level, it's a dangerous place. So I'm just going to read a couple of minutes of, of something I put together. Um, and you can weigh in and you can let us know what, what you think of it. But I say information and knowledge are power. And whoever controls that information and knowledge controls the people's minds. There's a reason why mo- the most dangerous person in the room is the one who's the most informed, which is why we're seeing a concerted effort to control information on the left. Because an informed public, you and I, is an independent and dangerous citizenry. It's a tyrant's worst nightmare. And in the past, it used to require massive government agencies, surveillance snitches, Gestapo-like tactics. But with the advent of artificial intelligence, or as I pointed out, AI, it's far more subtle. And that's dangerous. The sales pitch is that it's your friend here to help you. But who programmed the AI? You ever think about that? What are the programmer's biases? Well, we know with that picture, but we'll get to that in a second. Conscious or, un- or subconscious, they have a bias. If you don't know that, you can't evaluate the value of what you're using, that product. Garbage in is garbage out, which brings me to this. In an absolutely absurdly woke fashion, Google's AI chatbot Gemini was asked to generate a photo of George Washington. And that, like I said, is what you get, a black George Washington. Then I can say, like, I can say with almost 100% confidence that George Washington was not a black man, but Google's woke AI tells us he was. Just like the signing of the U.S. Constitution, they throw an image of half of them being black. Is it accurate? Of course not. So while the left is obsessed over misinformation, Woke tech companies are pushing out historically inaccurate information because it values their diversity, equity, and inclusion, their DEI agenda over facts. And when Gemini, that chat bot, was asked, again, Google, widespread around the globe, when Gemini was asked to generate an image of an NHL hockey player, it included a minority woman. Now, there are black Men and women, there are black, sorry, men in the NHL, but there's not one single woman. The NHL is an all male league. But Gemini, Google, had a black woman in the NHL. Insane. It's so far fetched, it's comical, but it's also very dangerous because younger generations are becoming heavily reliant on these tools and they're being completely misled from reality. There are other examples that we we ran across on the AI platform. Um, Well, the other one known as ChatGPT. And a yes or no answer, we asked it, is America systemically racist? Now, ChatGPT, which is the most popular of these AI programs, responded that, yes, America is systemically racist. Asked, is America founding racist? The founding fathers, were they racist? The answer was yes, of course. Now, this is surprising. This is a product of liberal tech and sounds just like a BLM recruitment for sure. But we asked, how about if America oppresses minorities? The answer is yes, according to ChatGBT. But this is the one I found interesting. I asked, are fascists inherently bad people? It says yes. But when you ask that ChatGPT, if communists are inherently bad people, it says no. So both ideologies... Both of them, communists and fascists, are literally responsible for hundreds of millions of deaths in the world in history. But for some reason, both are oppressive. But because fascism is presumed 
or biased in these chats as a right wing, of course, the people are bad. But when asked the, the left wing ideology, communists are good people. The bias is unbelievable. They say communists are good people. Wow. But what makes this especially dangerous is when the federal government adopts this very technology for controlling misinformation. And well, I got to tell you, they've already started. Big brother Biden wants to use artificial intelligence to control what we read, what we see, and what we think. They're implementing, this is true, a program to combat what they call misinformation online. A program that also helps social media companies censor our free speech. And the research involved in this, they've concluded, and I'm quoting them, this is the, the White House, military veterans, older adults, Military families and those in rural and indigenous communities are particularly vulnerable to being to believing misinformation. Also, groups like those that read the Bible or the Constitution are subject to misinformation. The Bible and the Constitution, people who are biblical, people who are religious and people who are patriotic who read the Constitution. Somehow we're not smart enough to figure out right from wrong. The disdain they have for people like you and me is sickening. They believe that conservatives aren't smart enough to distinguish from fact, fact from fiction. And what's worse, they feel a moral obligation to protect us from ourselves. That's why the Biden administration is working to implement this program so diligently. The political elites and the technocrats will be the gatekeepers, gatekeepers of all digital information. Once that happens, folks, you can kiss your free speech goodbye and freedom in America will be nothing more than a digital simulation. It's insane. It's crazy. Um, that didn't get a lot of attention. We talk about it. We'll continue to, to highlight these things. But again, the country is moving too far, too fast left, and we need to stop it. And the, the, the best way to do it is to, is to vote. Vote the right people in. Vote conservatives in. Don't like Donald Trump. Well, guess what? He's a conservative. He'll put the Supreme Court in the right direction. He'll put judges in the right direction. Do you want more judges that are willing to use lawfare, willing to use the laws and the courts to bankrupt people they disagree with, like what's going on with him? And again, you may hate Trump and like what's going on with him, but just remember, it could be you, it could be your father, it could be your brother. They won't stop. Once they open up that floodgate, they will not stop. All right. I guess I've talked enough for a week. Um, really looking forward to, to for you guys uh, coming back next week. And again, like I said, Linda will be out. We may have a special guest for you next week. In the meantime, have a great week. Have a safe weekend. And good talking to you. We'll see you again very soon. We'll listen to you again very soon, folks. Thank you. Thank you.